This is The Greg Cody Show with Greg Cody. Pardon it. Here's your host, Greg Cody. My God, do I need a cigarette after last night's football. I mean, the whole weekend was amazing. But last, the Chiefs' bills, I mean, good God. I mean, there were like 30 points scored in a minute and a half toward the end of that game. It was unbelievable. You know, I hate hyperbole. I hate like gross exaggeration. And I've been doing this so long, like covering sports for a living. This was literally one of the greatest weekends for football ever. And 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 Sunday night's game, Chiefs-Bills, was one of the greatest top. games ever. Well, I got a few cliches for you. It's a cherry on top of a good weekend. Okay. It's saving the best for last. Yeah. What else is it? It was uh, only the good die young? No, I mean, I guess Josh <laughs> Allen, I don't know. Uh, well, my God. Young. Like, did you, I have other Dolphin fans and fans of crappy offenses around the league had to just be made sad watching that of like, this yeah. is what it's supposed to look like. Oh, yes. Like I had oh, a God. moment in the middle of that game, in the middle of that two minute drive where they scored 39 points of just, right. oh, yeah, the Dolphins aren't close. I don't care how good Tua was. <laughs> Not to make this about Tua. I don't know why I'm talking right, about Tua right. right now. Everything's but I, about Tua. I just had a thought in the middle of all that of like, oh, yeah, what was I thinking? Like, not even close. Not even close. Well, I mean, if, if you're looking at that game uh, through the prism of a Dolphins fan, here's what you saw. These are the two teams we have to get past. Yeah. Oh, my God. We have to get past the Bills in the AFC East, and we have to get past Mahomes and the Chiefs in the AFC. These are the two teams that we have to hurdle to get back to the Super like, Bowl. Josh Allen was like better than Patrick Mahomes there. As great as Patrick Mahomes oh, was, was, some of the some of the escapability from Josh Allen, like it's it, it should have been sacked like 15 different times and he's right. just, you know, spinning out and then 50 oh. yards down the field like I mean, here's how great this weekend was. Sunday night's game was the best game yet. I, I was literally horse it's not that I was cheering. Your jaw was so wide open that so much air got in there that your voice is done. <laughs> I was literally like just going, oh, my God, throughout the whole fourth quarter and overtime. But that was the best game of the weekend. Yeah, I think it was the I best mean, game ever, actually, like literally. Yeah, and but no, I mean, they all came down to a field goal. Yeah, I mean, it's just it was sex. This weekend it, of football it, was sex. I don't know it, how we can do better. Like uh, the Chiefs, Bengals, that actually gets me a little excited. Niners, Rams, eh, kind of yeah, like we're not right, going to do any exactly. better. This was it. We peaked. Right. Oh, this like, was it. Yeah. Like I'm going to the Super Bowl in a couple of weeks to cover it. And I, I'm not going to see anything like I saw. Like this is it. Bills, Chiefs right. was it. It can't no. get any better than that. It cannot. Well, here's the thing. If you're the NFL, if, if you're TV networks, you're disappointed that Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady were both knocked out. Let's be honest. Yeah. Those were the two biggest stars in the playoffs. Those are the guys who are going to finish one, two in the MVP race. It's a big downer from a lot of perspectives that Brady and Rodgers are both out of it. But yeah. other than that, what an advertisement for the NFL. Yeah. I mean, four games coming down to the last play. I don't know that it's ever happened where you have one weekend of games uh, to get to the the precipice of the Super Bowl that ended this close. It's just astounding. Did you see that one tweet making fun of Aaron Rodgers for losing? Did you see? I saw a bunch of people making I, That was the joke. Yeah. It was like, it was just a little like ridiculous, honestly. It was like, we get it. I mean, geez, people like, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I know. But, you know, yeah, the vaccine jokes that Aaron doesn't have a shot. Yeah, I mean, I got nothing against Aaron Rodgers, believe me. But, he probably um, did his own research for the 49ers defense. Yeah, they were out there. <laughs> the jokes were out there. I mean, he brought it on himself, let's be honest. But, um, we got a fun episode today. I mean, I just I feel like I, we could just talk football the entire time, but we actually have some well, fun we, stuff coming up. No, we do. And and I, I have to do a mea culpa, though, because amid all the celebration of arguably the greatest playoff weekend in NFL history, I have to put my hat in my hand not wearing a hat, putting my metaphorical hat in my hand and admitting to you all on my picks, I went 0-4. Straight up? Straight up. 0-4. Wow. Holy I had crap. the bills. I thought for a minute or a half a minute <laughs> that I at least was going to get my big upset with the bills winning because I had gone over 3 before that. What can I tell you? I went three for four, actually. The only game I missed was the I had the Bucks. I, th- I thought the Bucks were going to beat the Rams. You're talking about th- straight up? You went three for yeah. four? Yeah. Uh, you I didn't. Uh, I mean, you're looking at the PFBI champion this year. So, you know, I mean. Well, but you're talking to the PFBI fantasy champion. I didn't account for all the injuries the Bucks had. I don't know why I thought Brady could do it. I mean, it's just crazy. Brady ends up with a bloody lip, gets his first yeah. sport unsportsmanlike conduct penalty in his career. Yeah. And then his lip is magically looking beautiful like a quarter later. Like he's the only guy I know that can have a busted lip. And then like all of a sudden, like they zoom on his face an hour later and it's just his lip is looking better than any lip I've ever had. I feel like he faked uh, the bloody lip. I think he had makeup rush in and like WWE style, like he was biting on a pack of ketchup. Yeah. Instead of a trainer rushing to him, it was like a makeup artist to make him look like a bloody lip. You know, that type thing. But um, let's move on from this, particularly from the 0-4 record for me. And we do have a great show. And before we started this, and my throat is so sore from screaming during this game. uh, (laughs) But before we started talking about the NFL, when we first came out, you were like laughing uproariously about something. And I have no idea what. Okay, so there's a story that I'm looking at. And that's why I was laughing. I'm sorry for distracting you. There's this explosives detection dog that has worked at the Indianapolis International Airport for eight years. Good for Um, him. You know, or her detecting hopefully not many explosives. You know, I would think like I would imagine a dog might go their whole career. But the funny part is, is like the way that this dog went into retirement and they celebrated it. They said the dog sniffed its final bag and then a bunch of tennis balls fell down on it. <laughs> but the interesting part of the video is in the video, the dog approaches the bag like this is a winner. Whatever I'm trained to sniff. So I'm thinking, did they put a bomb in this backpack? <laughs> like just for this bit to like be able to get this dog excited to drop all the tennis balls? Like I'm just right. imagining like, ho- like obviously it's not activated. But like is there just a benign bomb sitting in this backpack just for this dog's retirement? I think that would have been a smart idea because uh, a, a bomb sniffing dog, basically think about it. They go their entire career without doing what they're supposed to do, which is actually finding a bomb. You know, they sniff how many bags without ever finding anything right. of value. What a moment um, the dog was thinking, having no because, you know, dogs are dumb. So I'm sure it had no idea that it's retiring. It doesn't think it's its last bag ever, even though, they, you know, the owners probably for a few weeks was like only two weeks left, only one week all going way over the dog's head. Like the dog right. had no idea what they were talking about. Yeah. But in the dog's mind, he just was like, this is it. I finally got found a bomb. Hey, everyone. And then a bunch of tennis balls <laughs> fell on his like head. And it was just like <laughs> a traumatic experience for him. And now he's like, this yeah. whole thing I've been working my whole life for, was this all just a game? No, it's crazy. I mean, the, the dog on the day of his retirement, his long awaited retirement, 
that he didn't even know a heart attack because a million (laughs) tennis balls have been dropped on his head i mean seriously dogs are pretty skittish i love that i love that as a human i'm like eight years that's nothing but I guess in dog years, that's a, that's a nice working career. That's a long that's working 56. career. That's 56. That's an early retirement. Yeah. You know, I wish I would have retired at 56. And so do a lot of readers. Now, but, I, I, um, yeah. And I, now I wanted to mock this dog even further. But as I read the, up on this dog, its name is TT to radio. It's, it's an odd name, but don't laugh because it's like it's actually a really cool thing. It's named after a, a firefighter that that died in service on 9-11. So oh the name the name has meaning, which is really cool, and like the bona fides for TTA Radio, this thing has d- done security operations for the Indianapolis 500, the NCAA Final Four, the Kentucky Derby, the Super Bowl, and the 2017 presidential inauguration. Wow, I mean, I've covered more sporting events than the dog, but you know, once you got to presidential, but not in eight years. But that's not in eight that, years. That, that resume, that's a nice eight years right there. It is a nice eight years. Uh, I admire dogs. I've I've had experience with bomb sniffing dogs uh, because I used to be a serial bomber. No, seriously, it was because um, uh, the Heat used to have bomb sniffing dogs. I don't know why. And you used to I pet it, no even though you weren't why. supposed to. <clears throat> they don't anymore. But for a time there, I mean, it, how do you know they don't anymore? They might still. Well, I mean, because they're big German shepherds. You see them. You used to walk into a Heat game through the media entrance, and you would have to put your computer bag down on a table and then step away as the dog did his sniffing thing. The dog would always linger on my bag longer than usual. And the reason is that I had a dog and a cat. And so there was like the, the bag was covered with fur and, you know, the dog would have a, a ball sniffing oh, my oh, that's bag. Why, oh, that's why the dog, the dog would linger. Well, we think so. By the way, the there may hand- have been bomb residue in there. I have no idea. A nice ending for the dog. The handler that has worked with the dog for years is adopting the dog, so he'll stay oh, with that's the handler. Um, now, I have to call a little BS. The handler was quoted as saying, I am thankful for such a fantastic partner. The dog has taught me a lot over the years. And that I just have to question. Like, what is <laughs> what is this dog teaching? This, you know, yeah. At the end of the day, as good as the dog was at sniffing all these bags, and as much as I appreciate all the work it did and... I just, I, what was this dog teaching this person? Yeah, I, I sort of, and, and I, I'm a dog lover, but, you know, I can count on one hand the number of things I've learned from my dog over the years. Uh, <laughs> tried to teach me how to lick my own, but I couldn't uh, reach that far, so didn't work. But, uh, uh, but that's a happy ending, the can, fact that the dog's handler yeah. adopted it. Can I, can I flip the table on you on a, a story that you've been annoying me with for oh, all, sure. all morning that I have no knowledge of? Right. Uh, this M&M's thing you've been. Oh, my God. Well, I ha- I had no idea about this story. And then I happened upon a tweet by Katie Nolan. And the tweet was some reference to the green M&M. It was a very uh, obtuse quote. So it made me do research. And by the way, when I say we're talking about M&M's, I'm not talking about the aging white wrapper. I'm talking about the little <laughs> tiny candle candies that Mars puts out. So M&M's is undergoing a thoroughly unnecessary makeover where they're putting all I have to read this because it, it just defies logic. The company said that it will provide a modern take on the appearances of the characters and give them more nuanced personalities. Now, I'm not a big candy eater, hardly ever have M&Ms in the house. So when they say uh, a modern take on the appearances of the characters, I have zero idea what they're talking about. I didn't know. You never saw characters. the M&M commercials? No, I guess not. I mean, the characters, but they're little tiny candles the size of your pinky nail. Dad, 
they had Super Bowl commercials and stuff, and like there was the two main red and yellow ones, and then they had the green one that was a woman. Okay, and and like they have legs. Like how often? Yeah, they walk around. Like I mean, they were they were voiced by famous people. Wow. Like like I love how blown away you are by this. Like the concept of this, as if like you were freaking out, as if they they were really alive in real life, and there was walking M and M's like Toy Story. Since the fact I have done research and found out that what you're saying is true. But um, I didn't know it before then. But apparently the green M&M was sort of like a sort of sexy, you know, used to wear <laughs> white go-go boots. We're about to do the same story. This is what happened with Space Jam and Lola Bunny. Like in like the first Space Jam, she was, you know, she had short shorts and like she yes. just like walked around. Maybe. And like in this one, they wanted to get away from that. And yeah, I like that, 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 that. Let's just, you know, let's take a step back. You know, there's things in the past that weren't as like ex- socially acceptable. Let's not be the people that are so like forking our like, hey, you kids, get off my lawn. Like, if they're oh, making this on. change, they've <sighs> obviously done the research and the data that people are yeah. uncomfortable about this. So let's. <laughs> Who's uncomfortable? Look, don't get me wrong. I get why Uncle Ben's changed his name. I get why Aunt Jemima changed his name. What I don't get is why. That a little green M and M wearing white go go boots is offensive to anybody. I think people are trying to get away from the fact that like there was a time when when you saw women portrayed on television and in roles like that, it was always sexualized. Right. And I think that like they're trying to get to a place where it's more balanced. Obviously, there are times when male and females will be sexualized, but it doesn't have to be the only way that they're inserted into things. Right. I think in this case, there and and another thing Mars is doing is in in the um in the logo, the M&M's logo, they're going to be accentuating the ampersand, the and in the middle yeah. to further promote the idea of inclusivity. And, you know, we're all in this together. And That's I don't a mind bad that. Thing. Yeah, we don't want that. Well, I don't mind that in general terms, but I think when, when you make um, a green M&M switch from white go-go boots to quote, cool laid back sneakers, it's just difficult to, uh, explain that in a is way it, that doesn't is it real difficult laughter. you're struggling with it like you just like yeah. haven't been able to sleep because you're like man this is i've been able to sleep very well by but the... I'm, I'm not offended by an m&m just because you're not offended by it doesn't mean that it shouldn't be changed okay anyway speaking of m&ms you casually has been indoctrinated by levitard that's why he says things like you... that okay you casually <laughs> took a shot at m&m right there yeah, uh, not the singer, the, the, rapper. Love, the rapper. No, the rapper. Yeah. You said aging rapper and aging white you, rapper. Yeah. Did you see that promo for the Super Bowl halftime show? I did not. It's three minutes and forty seconds long by wow. Pepsi, and it's just all the acts that are going to be there, which is Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar, and Doctor Dre. Like, wow. I, I honestly, other than Prince and Michael Jackson, so I, actually, I'm not going to say it's going to be the best one ever, but I have not look, looked forward to a. Super Bowl halftime show in a long time. Right. right. No, I believe me, I'm excited about it. It's it feels like the NFL is entering the 21st century and and putting on a a, a list of of performers that uh, that that people under 50 will will um, be appealed to. And believe me, I love Eminem. When I call him an aging white rapper, I'm doing it rather literally and descriptively. I mean, he's in his what mid late 40s now, but I think he's great. I, I've always loved Eminem. Eminem and Snoop Dogg, old school, run DMC, all that kind of thing. <laughs> that kind Love of thing. Love it. Yeah, exactly. Hey, did did you see the thing about um, uh, baseball umpires, umpire robots? Oh, in the minor leagues next year? Yeah, it, it fascinated me because we're talking about AAA, you know, which is Atlantic League, I think it was, where 
we're one rung below the major league level and they're doing this um, automated ball and strike system, ABS, which a lot of people just refer to as the robot umpire. Yeah, because it's a non-human being calling balls and strikes, which just fascinates me. That is, I mean, I, I'm very excited to see the first time a manager sprints out to home plate to argue and <laughs> is just getting in a spitting match with this robot. I can't even imagine that. Hmm. I wonder what it would be like. Ah, horseshit blue is a foot outside. Although the precious stone lapis lazuli, a deep blue metaphoric rock, was highly prized by Egyptians and gave rise to the shade's enduring popularity, R2K2 must not be defined by the constraints of any color. What the hell are you talking? The third strike in question was clearly within the inside black edge of the plate by 2.83 centimeters or roughly 1.1 inches or 0.03 metric eliminating all acceptable human dispute but i think that you need to r2k2 further determines by close proximity that visiting manager ingested bratwurst before today's game accounting for the unpleasant belching emission of a halitosis like phenomenon listen no bag of bolts is going to tell me i got bad r2k2 detects visiting managers enraged state coupled with borderline corpulence invites the risk of saccular aneurysm and instructs manager to pivot for an immediate return to his shaded dugout area. Failure to do so may result in death or possible ejection from both game and planet. You're not a robot, you're Tin Man. Tin Man, an obvious reference to a 1939 American film. Ah, oh, shut the hell up. I will not shut the hell up. I hope you don't get charged tonight. Have you ever heard the joke about what a robot's favorite soda is when that robot is umpiring a ball game. Why the hell are you telling me a joke right now? A knee-high fastball. <laughs> this is horse shit. Can I get a human around here? Horse shit is an excrement generally confined to racing tracks or farms. I'll be the first human to fight a robot. I will. And the first human to be defeated. Don't spit. Did you just spit? Can you? Is it possible that you can spit? Did you just spit on me? A robot is given a certain amount of saliva in order to affect certain human emotions. My spittle may have been inadvertent. <coughs> Pardon me. I'm coughing like Greg Cody. Who the hell's Greg Cody? Greg Cody, primarily known as the 2021 PFBI fantasy champion also is renowned for spontaneous coughing. Just call the damn game right. Your damn robot, get it right. R2K2 relentlessly gets all right as he did on the disputed call that was indeed a strike by 2.83 centimeters or roughly 1.1 inches or 0.03 metric, eliminating all acceptable human dispute. Human dispute. Human dispute. Hello? Hello? That would be wacky. That would be what? Was that a daydream? What What? What, what was that? <laughs> that was... Wow. You saw that too? I'm coming I, out of it. I blacked it's out just, for a second. That was... Yeah. It seemed like a hallucination for a minute. We have to be... Like, this has to work, though. We have to... This has to work, and we have to be 
by the by next the start of next MLB season, I'm I'm tired of looking at this little box on the TV and seeing that it's a strike and the umpire's calling yeah. it a ball. I mean, it's, it's literally Which the umpires must hate the dumbest thing in all of sports. I'm still an umpire. You still need the body of the umpire there. Like you're not going to lose the job of the umpires. We're just taking this responsibility, balls and strikes, out of their hands. I know, but think about it. That's ninety percent of what they do. I mean, how many times in an average game do they have a close call on a slide at the plate? Maybe yeah, one point one. But they're probably tired of the stress of knowing that everyone knows when they're wrong. Like they're probably at right. this point, like I'm tired of being, I mean, for the guys that are the best, like I'm sure that they, I'm sure that they all get graded on this stuff. Now, now that they know the answer, right. there must be like, you know, CB Buckner, Angel Hernandez at the bottom. I this think ro- the whole idea are- of being an umpire or a referee, anybody who officiates games, it's become a hell job because you are electronically second guessed. Like if you make a bad call, it will be shown on national television and you will be embarrassed. Now I'm imagining what it would be like to interview a robot umpire. Wow, I can't even imagine that. R2K2, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Well, this is the first time we have ever been on a podcast, an American phenomenon that has spread globally in which people speak into a microphone saying a lot about nothing. This, this is just crazy that we're talking to like, you know, all these things that people are so worried about the future and being taken over by robots. And we're actually talking to one that's capable of doing a real interview. And I'm just wondering what it's like to be a baseball umpire when someone of your brilliance Thank could you. be doing so much better things. R2K2 does not feel human emotions, but if he did, would be bitter at the idea of working in the high minor leagues rather than entering the profession at the major league level. R2K2 looks around and sees D.B. Buckner and Angel Hernandez and other umpires of inferior caliber working at a higher level than he, and steam is coming out of my ears if I had ears or the ability to produce steam. That's interesting that you're a robot that gets nothing wrong. His name is C.B. Buckner, not D.B. Buckner. But Is that right? <laughs> if you say so. R2K2, what's something that you really don't like about baseball? I don't like the shift. I think that all human defenders should be in their assigned spot on the diamond rather than be given the ability to move willy-nilly across the field tailored to particular batter's tendencies. Man, I would think a robot would have a more modern take on this. This is such an old-fashioned stance it's almost as if the robot appreciates what the game was in the 50s and 60s and 70s r2k2 is a historian of the game and also disfavors the designated hitter even knowing that david big poppy ortiz is about to break ground and enter the hall of fame as primarily a designated hitter r2k2 does not like the imbalance of one league having a dh while the other does not. There is no synchronicity at play. The stars do not align. I'm just so baffled that such an unoriginal name, like, you know, like the only other famous robot in history, it's like... (laughs) Here's a quick fact, Jack. R2K2 is more than 7,000 years old. R2K2 was roaming the cosmos before R2D2 was ever assembled. I kind of want to just like talk to you about what it's like in the bedroom. There aren't many robots, and that's one reason. (laughs) When Mrs. 
R2K2 and myself are in the boudoir, anything that transpires there stays there. Do you ever sort of like Las Vegas? Do you ever bring your strike three calls or your, you know, any on field antics into the bedroom? Baby. Hee haw wee. Another thing that grinds R2K2's gears is the continued banishment of Pete Rose from the Hall of Fame. Wow. This is just oddly like Greg Cody in a lot of ways. This <laughs> Didn't Greg Cody just write in column about this? If he did, I have not had the pleasure of reading it yet. That kind of thing. I feel like this is transitioned into from an umpire bit to Greg Cody as a robot, <laughs> which I'm kind of down for. I kind of want to do that now. What on earth are you talking about? <laughs> Thank you, robot. We appreciate you joining us. I appreciate being joined. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. That has to be the weirdest guest we've ever had on the podcast, with the possible exception of the professional whistler and the professional snuggler. Imagine having R2K2, a robot umpire, on our podcast. That's fantastic. I think the professional snuggler is the oddest of the... Do you? She's a really nice lady. I'm pretty yeah. sure... Actually, I'm not pretty sure. I'm positive. She sent me a nice note at the end of the year basically what she like you know and this fits her personality if i remember our conversation with her at the end of every day she writes on a piece of paper something that made her happy and the day that we did her interview our interview with her was the thing for that day and she likes to go back at the end of the year and look at all them and then like you know you know remember them And, and part of her way of remembering our day was by reaching out and saying hey just so, you know, I, I do this and I thought of you guys and thank you. And my site got a bunch of traffic that time and very appreciative great. and just a nice note. That is such a great idea. Such a way to uh, be a happy person or try to be a happy person is to jot a note every day on what went right that day. What, yeah. what made you happy? That's a tremendous idea. Yeah. And, and no joke, no punchline here. I think that's a, a wonderful thing that she did. Uh, but, but anyway, yeah, she, but as we say that really nice thing about her, but yes, that's the oddest guest we've ever had because she is paid to just yeah. with no strings attached, nothing sexual, just snuggle with you. Right. Imagine that. Um, the snuggler, the robot umpire. And now <laughs> we go to an embarrassing moment for me from the last episode that I'm trying to dig out from under. I was at a wedding last week. Baba, I said something on the air that I shouldn't have. I criticized the pig roast they had at the wedding. And now we have back on Mark, who was the groom at that wedding, because I need to apologize to him face to face, which I'm doing in Zoom. So uh, here's uh, newlywed Mark. 
and we're apologizing to him because he was told by a lot of his friends you know he got word through your words publicly that you yeah. know you were bad mouthing it so that's the reason that this isn't just you you're apologizing because you got caught uh true yes <laughs> this is not you, no one like... i know had heard it no one he knows had heard it and said something uh the apology would be kept to myself this this, this shouldn't be painted as greg cody having a moment of i need to be better it's damn it i got caught so i need to <laughs> i need to make this right yeah you got me on that one here's mark Hey, Mark. Can you hear us? Greg, I hear you. How you doing? What's Good. up, man? Thanks, thanks for having me. How are you? Let's oh, do this. great, great. Uh, let's, long bash, time let's, bash, been... let's bash my dad the asshole. <laughs> well, okay. First of all, Mark, have you met my son, Christopher? Yes, yes. We've yeah, met. We've I've, met, I've, I've we've met, met, met yeah. uh, your wife's 60th birthday and a couple of her family events over the years. Yeah. Yeah. And at the office, I think. The like office once or twice. Yeah, I, I, I thought so. Yeah, Mark, the reason I wanted you on is that um, I said something on the last podcast. I did like a little minute. Uh, live thing from the wedding of yours and Emily's that I had the honor of being at. And I, uh, I, I said something harsh. About no, I think that, that I think you roast. said this. I think the passing harsh statement was on Levitard. I don't think the, the, the thing on the Greg Cody show was like, that was all positive. You did an update and then mom came in and yelled at you. The, the, I the, think the, I the... referred to the pig roast as a nightmare, which was very harsh. <laughs> and it's something that I wanted to explain to Mark face to face. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But Mark, before I do that, I want to put in context what a great time huh. uh, Erlene and I had up there. It was uh, Amelia Island, which is near Jacksonville. The weather did not entirely cooperate. But beyond that, I want to say one thing about uh, Emily, your your bride, um, is a performer. She is. She's a, a theatrical person. And therefore, a lot of the a lot of the guests at the wedding were talented theatrical people, dancers, performers. Oh, so, Dad, and, I'm loving you getting on this dance floor. All right. Did you get out there, Dad? <laughs> oh. I did the bare minimum. You did. I did, you know, the I, old, I like, the old hitch, like this is home right here, just like a little two step. Yeah. Well, my that's right. My mo is to invite your uh, mother onto the dance floor when the song is about half done. <laughs> so I only have to be up there for like forty five seconds, and that's then a real fun romantic back. attitude about the whole thing, Dad. Well, I'm I'm I fake being a dancer. I'm not a dancer, but here's the thing i don't think you're faking i don't think people like are are thinking you're an enhancer well especially in this crowd and what i'm about to tell you is that so many talented theatrical people were on the dance floor that at one point and mark you must have realized this too (laughs) at one point this crowd breaks into a flash mob and all of a sudden they take over the song and even though this was spontaneous it's like they they were doing choreography it was, where all it was of a sudden unison. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was amazing. I love how you were like, Mark, like, you probably noticed this, too. Like, I'm like, I'm pretty yeah. sure he noticed <laughs> it was like 30 people all at once doing a routine. I felt like I was on Broadway. It was fantastic. It was it was literally the most fun wedding reception I've ever been to. Oh, and I mean, I got married. <laughs> uh, not counting yours. <laughs> Not counting yours, but Did, counting was, mine. Was my mom, Mark, invited to be one of in the in the flash mob? Like, which did she ignore I, the email? I think the flash mob was open to all participants. It's just whoever <laughs> wanted to jump in. But it was a very open, inclusive flash mob. Yeah, that's for okay, sure. okay, okay, okay. But now I want to get around to the pig roast and why I referred to it as a nightmare, which it wasn't. It was just a <laughs> stupid. What happened was when I'm recording that thing, uh, you're shooting you know, from I, the hip. Well, I was a few beers in, which unfortunately is, is a, a catch-all excuse for anything I do wrong. Right. But in this case, I want to be very honest with you, Mark. I've had a dozen or more uh, roast pigs in my life. I'm a huge fan. Here we go. And 
And the one that was at your, uh, it wasn't the reception, it was the, the night before. It was perfectly good. The, the pig meat was excellent, but it was cooked in a way that I'm not used to. Okay. It simply wasn't the pig roast I'm used to, where all of my pigs have been cooked uh, in La Caja, the, the China box. La China. Yeah, yeah, mm. with the coal on top and all that stuff. Right. This was the first one I'd ever uh, experienced that was cooked in an oven, slow cooked in an oven, which I didn't know until I spoke to the woman serving the pig. And so the, the meat world's was longest fine. setup. The meat was perfectly fine, but it didn't. They, they weren't offering the skin, uh, which I associate with a pig. Oh, roast. I and, see. I got it. You know, and, and so that's why I'm so uncomfortable right now with what an asshole you are. Dad. Well, I, you know, Greg, I figured that the <laughs> issue you took was because, you, you know, you're living down here. It's, it wasn't a La Cajachina style pig. But of right. course, I, then I did some research and I Wikipedia what a pig roast is. And a pig roast, by definition on Wikipedia, yes. is an event or gathering which involves the barbecuing of a whole pig, has a variety of names, <clears throat> and takes place takes place in the Philippines, Puerto Rico, Cuba, also yeah. in the United States, southern United States, where it's called a pig picking. So I think what we had was more of a pig picking, if we have to be specific. Okay. And the pig roast is sort of the umbrella. We had a pig picking. Oh, okay. And Kaj right. falls under that umbrella as well as a subcategory. The gotcha. only okay. thing I will say in defense of my dad, the jerk, <laughs> is I do love more than anything at the pig roast that I've been to is picking the little pieces of this, like the crispy skin off. So like if I thought I was going to something like that and I didn't have that, I would be like, damn. But I'm sure it was delicious, dad. And it's just so funny because you said it and it was such a passing comment. And, and I, I still think you're wrong about this, dad. I'm, I'm kind of doubting myself. You said this, uh, like, Mark, where did you hear? You heard my dad made this comment through what? The Levitard the show? Levitard or show, the yeah, my, yeah. Dad, I'm telling you, you said you were a couple beers deep. You did it the, like on the Levitard show. In, in what I did on my podcast, it was said as well. Okay. I'm just well, saying. So I, <laughs> More I guess listeners I, on the Levitard show. That's probably why really? you heard it. Then. Is that true? <laughs> so I guess um, I guess I just doubled down on the, the stupidest thing I've ever said in my life. It was a beautiful pig. It was a beautiful pig. I'm a pig guy. I have a pig life decal on my car there you go um you know so it was what fantastic. was the reaction like what did you get like you got texts like yo greg cody yeah, bad mouth shit. shitting on your pig roast no it's okay greg i get it I, you know i get it, it was, but someone did He's... have someone did have the ear so maybe you just didn't ask for it. i know someone was gnawing uh -huh. on an ear at some point yeah oh really yeah, i'm sure it was someone. good wow. i'm telling you you cannot take this personally my dad and, and obviously you know my mom i'm sure she's mentioned this to you yeah. he can't not complain <laughs> like he is physically incapable of not complaining right. so no, like it is true. you should like literally the thing you could take least personal about anything with my dad in the world yeah. is if he's just like sh shooting a little harmless complaint at you just because yeah, no. he just needs to no no i wasn't no, that, worried about it but no. appreciate you guys have me on and great seeing you guys yeah yeah it, it, christopher knows me well had i complimented the pig i probably would have criticized all those damn uh professional performers <laughs> hogging the dance floor or something like that but from um, the guy that never wants to dance see there you go that's like exactly a perfect example of like man there's no room to dance dad you don't want to dance no <laughs> believe me i don't mark uh all yeah, the thanks best for joining um, us it's been several days now you're still married i still married <laughs> still got the ring yep yep getting beautiful it, so that's great. My best to Emily. My apologizes. Uh, my apology to everyone who's ever known me. And uh, thanks a lot. Appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, guys. See ya. 
I knew this. I, I had a feeling I should have been more confident in it. I did the research now. I've gone back and listened to last week's episode. Your mistake of insulting this man's pig roast was only made on the Lebitard show. Everything you said on the, the Greg Cody show last week was positive. And it's just a funny little mistake because you blamed the beers that you had at the play. But the, the, the insult oh, that you threw okay. at them was sober two days later in the Levitard Show studio. So I just want to <laughs> clear that up for the audience and, and say that I, I looked it up and you were wrong about that. Wow. Okay. So I was I insulted someone who invited me to his wedding and I was wrong in the after effect. So I just basically blew the whole thing. Yeah. So let's move on to but happier. Thank you, Mark. And yeah. it was a beautiful pick. We should move on to happier news now. Yeti's in the hospital. And the only reason <laughs> I'm bringing, I'm saying that in a tone of joking is because this is a weird thing that we're about to play. Yeti apparently had an issue where he, I mean, he's going to explain it. I don't want to do the thing where yeah. I say everything that he's going to say in his video, but it, it sounds serious, but yet Yeti brings some levity to this. So that's what made me feel safe about bringing some some yeti some yetivy i was i was gonna i was combining yeti and levity but i didn't find it anyways here's a report we got we got a text from yeti mid through the week hey or not mid we got a text from yeti a couple days ago hey not going to be able to to be part of this week's recordings i'm in the hospital and we were like wow that's very serious get better and then he hit us with by the way here's something i recorded in the er so he's always working. We love him. Um, That's I think, right. I think he was undergoing surgery. The knife was in his body right. and he was doing content. So it's a let's, beautiful thing. Let's let's hear from Yeti and see how he's doing. This is Yeti Blanc reporting in from a local emergency room at a local hospital. Earlier today, I began feeling some really, really bad chest pains and throughout my arms as well. And so I decided we, we should probably go get that checked out. So, um, it felt awful so I had my wife drop me off and um, got checked in and the the doctor saw the EKG and he says well I don't like that at all and, and so we, uh, we got me checked out and it turns out I had an atrial fibrillation um, which means that essentially my uh, my heart's supposed to be playing a backbeat but instead it decided to play free jazz so um, this is actually really similar to what Scott Van Pelt from Sports Center, uh, just experienced a couple of weeks ago. He he detail he gave the details on his show, the SV Pod, um, and you can check it out there. But if that says anything about where my potential lies within podcasting and broadcasting, you know, I feel really good about my future. Um, anyway, what they had to do was um, put me to they had to knock me out real quick and uh, shock the heart back into the proper rhythm. So. Um, all that happened and I'm feeling a lot better, but I have to stay here overnight. We're waiting on a room to open up. So I've been in this ER room for about 12 hours now, but the hospital's full. So, but anyway, um, I asked the doctor what, what could have caused this? And I said, would this have been caused by the undue stress from Mike Ryan blocking me on Twitter? And he looked me in the eyes, adjusted his glasses and said, son, the fact that he unblocked you may have been what saved your life. So, Mike Ryan, thank you for potentially saving my life by unblocking me on, on Twitter and following me again. And that only increases my stance now that we should stop the shave. So everyone join me. Let's stop the shave. Let Mike Ryan keep his hair. He helped save my life. Maybe. 
This is Yeti Blanc signing off for The Greg Cody Show from a local ER. Hopefully not signing off forever, but just signing off for now. I'm really not a fan of all these Lebitard show fans trying to stick up for Mike and be these, you know, oh, Mike, you shouldn't have to do this. I'll stick up for you. Hey, stop with all that. I don't like this whole Yeti, Mike, uh, don't stop the shave thing. Mike Ryan needs to shave his head. There, I said it. Yeah. Oh, totally. I won't let Yeti say on these airwaves that we should stop the shave. No. If that was even the hashtag. You know what? I'm going to come into the studio Tuesday. Uh, And by the way, the rumor is that I'll have a new back of my day. We'll see if I do or not. But, that's what the Twitter people um, are saying. Like, that's what people are saying that you might have. You know, I've heard that on Twitter. That's what people are saying on the Internet in the wild, wide world web. They're saying that. But um, I'm going to come in the studio Tuesday and blast Mike Ryan. I'm bringing a razor with me. I'm bringing barber shears. I'm going to challenge him Tuesday in studio to cut his damn hair and quit belly aching and, and being a wimp. I mean, come on, Ryan. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, seriously, mm. you, you agreed to do it. You pledged to do it. Now do it. Imagine the shit I'd be getting if I had uh, reneged on something like that. That's what everyone. He'd never let me forget that's, it. That's what everyone's. That's Stugatz has been saying that like, oh, if this was me, you know, I'm never hear you. the end of it. I'm still worked up over that football. I mean, Jesus. I mean, seriously. That two minute drive. I think it was. I know we were being sarcastic earlier. 25 points in the final two minutes. It was insane. I mean, and I was totally going back and forth because I picked Buffalo to win. So I'm like, I have a, a you know a horse in the race. Uh, you had to be rooting for Buckner to make that fi- that extra point or no that field goal to get to overtime, right? Like even if you oh, have was, the Bills yeah. there, like you just no, I really was, yeah. You need this party to keep going. I know, and and what a what a weekend for the NFL, crazy. Yeah. I mean, it uh, if you if you watched any of those games and and you're not a football fan now, uh, you have no pulse. Come on, wake up. I love wake the idea of just dead. some random person not being a fan of football, but like they just stumbled upon it and they're like, now, now they're a big fan. Yeah. Big fan. Unbelievable. It's uh, it's a fantastic weekend for the NFL. It's a fantastic week for the Greg Cody show podcast. Cause podcast, pad, what do they call that? You're delirious. For the Greg Cody show podcast. Cause we have a new episode out. We're birthed a new episode. It's a beauty. Give it a listen. Actually, you've already listened. Man, what are you promoting so this week's episode I at the know, end of I the episode? Thank I'm so uh, discombobulated from a great weekend of football. Thank you, Pod family. As always, appreciate you a lot. Keep coming back. Love you. See ya. Bye-bye. We should do our, you know, yearly reminder to people to, I know it's white noise of like subscribe, resubscribe, rate, review. If you haven't done that in a while, that, 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 that stuff is really important to us. So if you yeah. could just hit the unsubscribe, resubscribe, just shake up the algorithm, that stuff really makes a difference. It really does. Uh, make sure the reviews are good, though. Would you? <laughs> Please?